One of the <coughs> great, um, wonderful things about doing metta practice is that uh, you can't actually go wrong. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, pre- it's pretty difficult to get it wrong, in, in a way. Um, there are a range of emphases, and, and we've been talking about this over the days. In other words, the practice can move or have most of its unfolding for now, perhaps, uh, in, in a, along a certain stream within, within that range of emphases. Uh, but they're all beautiful, and they're all wonderful, and they're all helpful and healing. So in that sense, it's, it's pretty close to impossible to, to be getting it wrong. <clears throat> and I think it's really important just to, uh, to know that and to have that faith, and uh, to have that. We are, as we keep harping on about, um, within that range, gently trying to perhaps uh, prioritize, if possible, the, the sense of the body um, and, and the emerging, the nurturing of a sense of well-being in the body, a sense of even pleasure in the body, comfort, uh, lightness, openness, warmth, etc., that kind of at times reflects the metta, expresses the metta. And like we've been saying, sometimes it's almost like it's not that we demand that or put pressure, but sometimes it's like, if I just feel it, it's like that, that's there and one can acknowledge that and almost coax it out, nurture it out. So if that's possible, within the range, we are leaning a little bit that way. And if there feels like there's a choice of some, some moments or some sittings or walkings, it feels like there's a choice of where I could lean this way or, or lean that way, that's uh, a little bit what we're what we're <coughs> emphasizing. Sometimes with the body sense, is that okay, Maggie? Yeah. Sometimes with the body sense, um, it's actual actually possible to establish the well-being first. In other words, we've touched on this: like just sitting and sensitive to the whole body and the sort of spread of awareness, the space of awareness, and just feeling into the texture and actually. It has a you know a pleasant tone to it, or a certain comfort, lightness, etc. And using that as the platform, interpreting that as metta, and kind of going from there. And of course, body being body, it's not going to be comfortable all the time, certainly. And body has difficulty too. We feel discomfort in all kinds of ways. Um, and of course. I'm going right back to the beginning, there, there's plenty of times when we don't feel anything in the body at all when we're doing metta practice. It feels dry, there's nothing going on here. Um, and if that's the case, when that's the case, really, really to trust uh, the phrases and, and the intention, however, whether one's using the visualization, whatever, trust that, trust that stream. Uh, it's all moving in, in the right direction. So whether the practice is unfolding in the sense of it is harmonizing, and the body feels good, that's great. Whether there's really some difficulty in the emotions or the body or both or something else and one's just sticking sticking to the metta, that's also really, really powerful. That's doing, it's, it's, uh, doing all kinds of work at deep levels of the being. That's really, really beneficial. And at times it feels like, oh, there's something I need to um, turn to and uh, maybe let the metta go and open to it and accept it and perhaps this part of the being that I 
I don't like seeing it. I don't like feeling it there. I don't like acknowledging that it exists in me. I want it to go away, whether it's physical or emotional or mental, whatever it is. And just that attitude of turning towards it, opening to it, allowing it to be there in spaciousness. It's the spaciousness, the allowing. And sometimes in that allowing, it's almost as if water, uh, the waters of kindness can begin trickling into that space. And that begins making all the difference. The healing comes in. So wherever we're leaning at any time in the practice, it's all good. We cannot go wrong. Like I said, sometimes the body feels uncomfortable. Naturally, it's part of being human and, and and physical. Um, and there's there's some options here. Um, first thing is, if you feel uncomfortable while you're meditating, to move the body. Just it's completely fine. Move. Be be comfortable. Um, so there's an expression in in the metta practice of actually being kind to to the body and kind to oneself and just taking care at that level. So just quietly, gently move the body. Be comfortable. If it feels like sitting on the floor is too much, sitting after sitting after sitting, alternate postures. Take a take a a session in a chair, a session on the floor, etc. When there's difficulty in the body, we often get sucked into that area of difficulty, wherever it is, if there's pain, and the consciousness kind of, um, almost like a magnet, just goes there and and gets uh, shrunken around or inside the difficulty. Very normal, and a kind of normal reaction of consciousness. there's an opportunity in this kind of practice to re-establish that whole body awareness and the whole light, delicate sensitivity and the spaciousness of awareness and just, in a way, resist getting sucked in to the difficult, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, wherever that is in the body. And staying more, perhaps, where it really feels okay, where it feels comfortable in the body, sitting there, uh, making that the, the kind of seat, the center of, of one's awareness. And of course, like I was just saying before, sometimes there's something in the body uh, that's you know really difficult, and again, we can turn to it and hold it in a spacious allowing. And then, then it's really that attitude. And is it possible that some kindness can come into that holding, that allowing of what's difficult in the body? Occasionally, with these kind of practices, and we're talking about sensitivity to the body, and uh, sometimes for a person, the whole energy system begins to open, and the energy centers begin to open, and the energy flows uh, in in the body in ways that perhaps we're not that used to sometimes. And energy rising up the body or expanding or certain areas feeling very full, and sometimes that feels very pleasant or a little bit pleasant. Other times what can happen is the energy starts moving. It's actually really good that it's moving. It's good that it's opening. We're we're wanting to open the energy centers. And it's almost, we could say, the energy moves and it encounters a block somewhere. It could be anywhere. It could be the heart or the throat or the head or anything. And that's, you know, relatively common in these kind of practices. Um, And you can do a couple of things in that case. You can imagine... I actually use the imagination and use a visual, visual or kinesthetic imagination. Just imagine the energy flowing through that blockage. Just imagine that it's open and flowing right through. So perhaps it's at the top of the head and just imagine it 
bursting out like like a fountain at the top of the head and coming back down, or if it's in the throat that it just goes through that area, or perhaps it's in the head and it wants to come out this way or this way or whatever. The, the imagination is very very powerful and it really does have a place in this practice certainly, but even in insight meditation and mindfulness practice actually. Uh, so we imagine something and then so-called reality follows the imagination sometimes. You can also, if, if there is this kind of block, imagine that the metta is actually, that's the center of the metta and it's radiating from that very blockage. Oftentimes, as the energies are opening and the, the, the sort of unification of the being gets deeper, the very places that feel the most blocked end up feeling the can open up in a way that they end up feeling the most lovely. And it's just, it's very interesting. Sometimes also that's a matter of being with them in this kind way that I was saying before and allowing the unpleasantness, allowing the unpleasantness, allowing the unpleasantness. Last option is I'm sitting or I'm walking, backache, whatever it is, or heartache even, whatever, and a shift in attitude, a shift in attitude doesn't matter how I feel right now, especially if one's, certainly if one's giving metta to someone else, it doesn't matter. How I feel is irrelevant. This is for you. This is for you. And a sort of throwing away of the self-concern, and a self-abandonment. This is a bodhisattva mind state, mind, mindset. It just actually, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I feel pain right now or discomfort. And just what happens when we shift the attitude and liberate something that way, free it up. So you can experiment with that too. In these kind of practices for, you know, and and again, it's such a short retreat, so it's okay if some of this feels like, well, I don't know, it's not really happening in the body for me right now. It's fine. It's a short retreat and people unfold in, in, in this different range at different, you know, places in that range. But the general movement is for the how could we say, the sense of the body to to become more subtle. As things get calmer and deeper, the usual, or at the times when they're calmer and deeper, the usual gross sense of solid physicality and heaviness and bone and all that, and and definition, it it all kind of begins to soften and become more subtle and blur a bit at times. And it just moves in and out of that. And that's really fine. And in a way we want to again that's part of something we want to gently encourage rather than trying to resurrect something more solid or even a more intense feeling of metta sometimes some of you have done metta before and I remember a person says I remember a time when it was gushing out etc well maybe that was actually a less mature period and now it's actually gone more spacious more subtle more quiet Again, in the body, uh, we tend to think metta must come from my heart. This is the heart center, but not necessarily. I mean, often when there's a feeling, it may be centered here. Oftentimes people report it's coming from the belly. Totally fine. can actually come from anywhere. I remember a while ago, uh, someone who was on a three-month retreat here and uh, doing metta for most of it, and um, she came into the interview and uh, sat down and triumphantly wiggled her foot at me <laughs> and said, I can radiate meta from my big toe. <laughs> and, and yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? 
Um, eventually, I'm saying this, and it's a direction. Eventually, the whole body gets involved, and that's why I keep saying sensitive to the whole body, sensitive to the whole body. And that's really, you know, it was real what she was saying, and and I I knew that possibility. Of course, it's a whole body gets involved. And with that, uh, someone was saying in a group, "What about the hands? What about the hands? The hands are, you know, remarkable." Remarkable. I mean, the whole body is remarkable. But the hands, it's like how much they express in the world through, the, through touch, through creativity, through what we actually do. And so what would it be, if you want a little bit today, to start exploring at times, you know, if you feel drawn to it, touching, uh, perhaps just touching yourself with the hands and letting the, the, the actual matter come through the hands or imagining it again, imagining it come through the hands. We often don't really touch ourselves with tenderness. And what is that? One hand resting on the back of the other hand. And in that touch, there's, there's, there's healing and there's love and there's, there's a, a beautiful tenderness expressed. Very, very healing. Very powerful. And sometimes also, again, as the whole body gets more involved in the matter, you, you can kind of even Im- feel or imagine an energy coming out of the center of the palms. I feel it now. You know, and you see people when they pictures of people, or you see people blessing people. It's like it's like that, and you actually can feel something. And that's all part of the whole thing getting deeper, and the whole uh, energetic system, subtle energy body getting involved. So play with that if you like. And when I was saying about being slow and gentle. Um, in the movement, it's just because it encourages that kind of sensitivity and potentially that kind of uh, opening. Or when the feet touch the earth, you know, outside on the grass, and, and in that, you know, we just walk so much, and sometimes the foot touches the earth, and there can actually be incredible tenderness there. Human foot meeting physical earth, and this is our home. So today we're going to expand to all beings, all beings. I'm afraid I'm going to talk a little bit longer, but um, uh, all beings include this boundlessness. I want to read you the Buddha's words on loving kindness, beautiful words. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove, Wishing, in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at, be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. 
Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings, radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. It's a very, very beautiful words. And um, <clears throat> so we're moving in today to include all beings, all beings, or opening up to include all beings. Now there's, there's different ways of doing this meditatively or in practice, as always, as options. If you actually go through the sutta quite carefully, and some people have done this in, tradi- in the tradition, is select out certain words and make a, a meditation practice out of that. So one possibility is dividing up categories of beings, and you could do sort of all um, four-legged animals or all um, you know, insects or all... Uh, humans or, or you know or males or females or you know you can do it like that and actually go through and kind of think about groups of beings and that, that's really a lovely way of doing it you can also and again it's in the sutta you can also uh, think about direction so it's like okay i'm sitting here i'm walking and all beings uh, ahead ahead of me in that direction all beings behind me all beings above all beings below there's said to be 10 directions the four cardinal points, the sort of northwest, etc., and up and down. Does that make ten? Yeah. Um, <laughs> third possibility, and... <laughs> third possibility, and the one I would like to encourage on this retreat, although you are really free to experiment as you like, so if you want the categories of beings, and uh, you know, it's like all... Small furry mammals to the left. Uh, you know, fine. Fine. Go for it. Um, and there are a lot around here. <laughs> um, that's really fine. So play with it. It's part of this playfulness and creativity. There's a third option, which I, I would like to maybe suggest might be simpler. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and perhaps more helpful in, in the particular line that we've been emphasizing. And that is just, here I am sitting here, and I feel this sensitivity to the whole body, and as if the energy field of matter, or the sphere of matter, just radiates outwards, uh, like, like a huge sphere in all directions. Uh, so it's simple field of matter, just growing and growing and growing, and eventually becoming infinite, boundless. The reason I'm suggesting that that might be the best one is because uh, partly it is simpler and the simplicity allows more concentration with it, but also partly because we've been emphasizing the sensitivity to the whole body and and, uh, we've got the whole body already. We've got a little sphere here, a little bubble balloon of awareness and maybe some matter at times and, and then that can just expand out. So it's very in line with that, but we don't mind. Um, I dropped this at some point. In at some point, but I can't remember. 
sometimes uh, some people actually all these phrases in this business are actually quite difficult to get some meta going what actually helps is just being much more spacious right from the beginning and in that spaciousness of awareness meta starts to fill it uh, gently and, and naturally so at times it might be for some that actually just being very spacious finding ways to open to a sense of space allows meta in and I, I may touch on that again later today Something quite beautiful and remarkable can begin to happen as the consciousness does open out uh, in any way, opens out into the space. We can begin to perceive, to see, to sense that the space itself, the space of the universe even, is actually imbued with love, with compassion, with loving kindness. It's almost like um, love is in the air. It's almost like it's woven into the fabric of the cosmos. And it's not a personal love at that point. It's not me giving love to you. Uh, It's become, in a way, impersonal. uh, Huge, boundless and infinite and not belonging to anyone. Touching everything, embracing everything. Um... Love then is much more than I might have thought it was, this word love that we use so commonly. Something much greater. So wonderful if that happens, or if there's even just a whisper of an intimation of that. Wonderful, something really to be encouraged. And all the expressions of love are wonderful, good. It's not that we want to stay at that end of things, you know, in the mystical huge expanse all the time. There's also just me and you trying to solve our you know, difficulty that we have as, as, as sort of humble human beings. So all of that, we're interested in all of it as, as human beings. But what happens with that, and I will go into this later today, what happens with that, uh, or what happens more as the love comes in, is there's changes in our perception. So, well, I'm sitting in a room and there's space, yeah, sure, there's walls and a ceiling and air, of course, and I know that. But something begins happening in the way I perceive the world. Something begins, the more meta there is, the more it begins, the heart changes. When the heart changes, the eyes change. The senses change. The world, I, I will go into this more tonight, I should shut up in a minute. Uh, the, the, we perceive differently. And sometimes a person says, and someone wrote a note this morning, I'm perceiving everything as an act of kindness. It's like kindness is everywhere. It's a shift in perception. <clears throat> and so, who knows what the weather will bring today. Um, but interesting, isn't it? When there's enough love in the heart, when there's enough metta, uh, rain doesn't matter. No problem with rain. Uh, rain is a problem when there's aversion. Rain itself is not a problem. Cold rain in August which we're getting very used to now um, is also not a problem it's good insight for English (laughs) Um, it's the aversion that makes it a problem when there's enough meta there's no aversion it's the opposite and we colour things Uh, we see things differently okay enough talking Uh, let's let's practice together
So again, just as much as possible, taking a little time to find a sense of comfort in the body. A sense of ease and openness, just as much as possible that the body is expressing this openness, this softness. Just as much as is possible right now. Filling that space with awareness, imbuing that bubble of space with awareness, sensitive, delicate light. And whenever you're ready, beginning to offer the intention, the energy of kindness, of care, wherever it's easiest right now. Finding your way to work that works for you. It's light, visualization, phrases, body, all of them, whatever helps.
feel ready. Allowing the kindness, the sphere of kindness to gently open out, to unfurl itself. to radiate out, touching all beings, all beings in all directions. With holding, with tenderness, warmth and reverence and well-wishing. Human and non-human. Wishing happiness and well-being and ease. So letting it be spacious and bright. Finding what's helpful for you, playing a little bit, if you like.
feeling or no feeling right now actually doesn't matter. Just gently, persistently planting the seeds, having faith in that. That stream of intention Staying sensitive to your whole body, lightly anchored in that. An offering, gently offering. Blessing the life of all beings.
Okay, so in the practice today, the whole the whole field is open in terms of <coughs> how you how you move through the categories, and so in one session, in one sitting or walking session, you could uh, put them all in: self, easiest friend, neutral, difficult, or beings, and just spend a few minutes on each and move move that way. That's completely fine. You could spend the whole session doing one category. You could. Pick three or two or four of them, you know, any... So it, it's really, really flexible in this sense of uh, the campfire analogy. You know, how's my fire going? What does it need now? Maybe it needs a bit more dry kindling, maybe something else, you know. And the dry kindling might change every time. In other words, sometimes all beings, although we do that at the end, might actually be the thing that really helps to ignite a little bit, you know. So feel very flexible with, with it all. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.